Hello everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Careful Food Spoilers. I am your host James Barnes and today I'm going to be joined by one of my best friends on the entire planet, Brees Jackson, and we're going to be talking about the previous episode of The Flash, Ben Affleck becoming executive producer over Justice League, and Jeff Johns and John Bogg taking over as the Kevin Feige of the DCEU. Let's get rolling. Today our first topic is going to be last week's episode of The Flash. We're going to be talking about some positives, some negatives, and some predictions for next week's episode. Um, I'll start off. Um, some positives that I had from last week's episode was actually Barry's confidence. He actually seems a lot more like The Flash that I know from the comics and everything. So it was really cool to see him be confident knowing the he has access to the speed force and he is the flash the fastest man alive and he can do it all of course just like comics everybody needs to be brought down a couple notches sometimes and that's pretty much exactly what happened um another one of my positives is katie cassidy as black siren on the flash now anybody who knows me knows that i fucking despise laura lance and everything that she did as Black Canary and an Arrow. And I just fucking... I couldn't wait until she died. And then I found out that she died on Arrow. Because obviously I stopped watching it. And to see her come back as Black Siren, she was actually pretty good. She actually played a compelling character and an entertaining character. Instead of the whining bitch pining over Oliver's penis. Um, Breezy, some of your thoughts? Um... Unpopular opinion. I honestly didn't feel for for Black Side as much as you did. I I just thought that was another villain of the week kind of person on the show. I mean, she was she was good. She did she did cause problems, but I mean, I'm not gonna be. Oh my God, she was the best thing ever to happen on a weekly villain episode of Flash. Um. And when it comes to Barry and his confidence, it, it's 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 a bit of a relief to kind of see a superhero happy and actually happy, having fun. joy, joy. Yeah, but you know, this is this is comics, and this is and superheroes have to be brooding and stuff like that. Like another positive of mine, I want and I want to know how you feel about Cisco. Actually. We actually got a glimpse of him actually using his his real powers that we saw from Revolve, his odd two counterpart. So seeing that with Cisco was amazing for me. I personally love everything that Cisco does. Me and you have talked about this before. I thought Cisco would be one of the characters I hated the most on the Flash, and he's actually one of my favorites. What about you? Um I just wish that his his power wasn't actually a fluke. I mean, for for story purposes, it it was going to be a fluke. But to, I I actually wonder if it's the glasses that that gave him that extra power, or he just did it on his own. See, I think he did it on his own. Like the glasses, the help him focus. Like if he need to like see through dimensions and shit. But like I think that really all him. Like just like any other superhero superhero um their powers activate when they're in trouble when they're scared angry 
Like that's always been a thing. So I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened when they were in the building fighting against um Black Siren. Um Wally though, this is one of the first times where I actually like his character. Like, I understand that you have to do character development and that'll take time over episodes, but he has just been this never-ending whiny bitch for episodes now, and I feel like in this episode, he's actually become more compelling, and I actually understand and care about his motivations. Like, his life was saved by the Flash, and he just wants to use this chance that he was given to the best of his abilities. He, he wants to save people he wants to be a hero and I can't blame him for that and I actually align with him and I actually am interested to see what he does going forward. Do you? I mean, welcome to the Wally train first off because you you are just so stubborn it takes forever for you to, to like people. I fucking but, hated him, dude. But I, I like the fact that Wally, Wally finds his, his, sense, of, his sense of heroism just not like how like how he went about it for the episode it's like hit hit a man with a car it, it felt kind of um i want to say csi miami kind of <laughs> you know like one of those cop dramas yeah, granted, yeah he just come out of nowhere with his car and just hit the bad guy that he couldn't possibly see from around the corner. But that's going to be actually a good segue into my negatives. The fact that he was able to magically see around a fucking corner to see a bad guy and stop a mugger actually turn into be a metahuman. And then here comes Joe with a magic fucking gun that shoots a, a collar to disable metahuman powers. How the fuck he know where Wally was? Was he just stro- is fucking um Central City that fucking small? Like, I hate it, it when movies and TV shows are just do shit. That's so fucking convenient. Well, the, well, you, we all know that Joe got a track on Wally, but at this point, it's, it's almost it's almost not surprising. Yeah, because he's a cop. Yeah, we'll just um we'll just pawn it after that. He's a cop, so he have natural fucking GPS on everybody in the city, including his fucking son. It's bullshit. Joe. Joe is actually a metahuman and he gets to keep track of everybody that he that he cares about. Haha. And Jesse, I hate her a lot less because of this episode. She was actually useful and not a complete useless bitch. Like all she used to do is just just like just like Laurel. Wine. Wine 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 bitch. Oh daddy, you kill someone to save me. I hate you because you love me. Fuck you. <laughs> like, really, fuck you. Like, I understand the whole moral thing is like, nobody's life should be... You You shouldn't have to kill a heap of people just for my life. And I understand that. And you understand uh, um, from Wells' perspective, he was just doing whatever it takes to save his daughter from a fucking madman that has the same powers as a Flash. Like, what would you do in that situation? Like, and that's, that was my whole issue with High in the first place is like, look at it from his perspective. What would you have done as a parent when this fucking psychopath have your child hostage? Do I just fucking leave you there or do I do what I have to do to fucking save you? Like, you tell me. Like, what do you think? In the immortal words of Drake, fuck it, it is what it is. 
Like, what do you expect? What do you expect him to do? Now, if he didn't try to save her, then that would have whole been that would have been a whole next fuck for her to bitch about. Yeah. No young young people brooding, angst and whatnot. But I don't really have that many negatives about this episode because it was actually pretty solid. My 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 negative is gonna. I have one that's gonna it's gonna loop around. So so bear with me a second. Hit me. Um, we're gonna backtrack to when Black Siren first used her powers on Mercury Labs, when um, I keep forgetting the 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 head person at the Mercury Labs name. Tina McGee. Yes, Doctor McGee. When Barry had to had to run into the building and save her, it's it's a known fact. CGI in that scene wasn't all that great, but we're we're gonna just look past that. Yeah, we're, and then we're um, gonna pass. <laughs> And then um, she just knew that Barry was the Flash. It's like, how well, she's a smart woman, but I mean... Well, I mean, she is one of Zoom's lieutenants. So I'm sure he shared that information that Barry was the Flash. So I'll get him a pass on that. And then that loops around with Barry's identity to the one scene that really threw everything off the rails to me in that episode. When both when when Captain Singh, Joe, and the Flash are in the middle of in the middle of Central City PD, and Barry leaves, and then no, the Flash leaves. Barry comes right after. Like two plus two is four in this sense. Come on, the the math is the the math can't be that. that Dude, that two answers well. to that. <laughs> They're both stupid answers, but comic shit. TV shit <laughs> like that's all he could really categorize as is like oh it's comic shit like he just ain't supposed to know and just like oh where's Barry and then the flash literally runs off instantly and then Barry shows up out of nowhere and he don't question it nothing the, I'm pa- like, the papers around the desk didn't even get a chance to settle before Barry just stumbled into the into the squad room it's like okay fine whatever comic shit tv shit whatever the episode is over it was awesome now as far as the season finale like i don't really have that many predictions like the promo didn't really show me anything that would help me you know think about what's coming next besides the the ferris wheel looking thing that we were talking about the other day the fact that it's probably like this big dimensional portal and they plan to have like this race throughout the multiverse that's just going to be fucking insane that's pretty much the only thing I think it could be like what do you think gonna happen in the finale so um I'll bring up the the my prediction of what of what's gonna gonna happen that I know you talked about earlier um it's a season finale so that's that's just quickly think back to season one finale with the big singularity now that I got that idea out there we saw in the previews or, or in Cisco's vibe that it looks like a big singularity in the sky in Earth 2 so the race is pretty much going to cause a big singularity which I don't know if it completely destroys Earth 2 but it's gonna fuck some shit up. Clearly. Royally. And 
in the end, I just want Barry to kill Zoom. I I understand the character is great, but people gotta die. I know people have to die, dude. But he gotta what what he but what he did to Flash. It's unforgivable and unreadable. He had he has to die. And honestly, if if they played how they played season two with Harrison Wells, they'll find a use for Hunter Zolomon on Earth One. I so mean, the, so the character that plays Zoom and Hunter and Jay and uh, the six thousand other people he's playing on this show <laughs> will will have a use for next season. You see, Zoom wants Barry to kill him. Just like Joker and Batman is like, I am going to prove to you that you are just one bad day away from being me and I'm going to make you kill me. I am going to make you just like me. And it has to be Barry's choice to choose not to do that, to prove to Zoom that he is better, that he's actually a hero that people could look up to and not just a fucking murderer. Yeah, Barry has killed some people on the show Team Flash has killed some people, we know that. But Zoom himself, he can't die by the hands of Barry for that singular reason. That's why I think they won't do it. Nah, fuck it, kill him. I mean, I want him to die. Zoom has to go. He kill Henry, dude. Like, right in front of him. In the fucking house. In the same place where his mother died, dude. Like, that is so fucked up. It is so fucked up on so many levels. But enough about the Flash. I actually want to gain to Ben Affleck becoming executive producer for Justice League, part one and part two, and exactly what this means. Now, as far as being as an executive producer, this could mean a lot of different things. It could just be point his name there to make audiences feel better because his Batman performance was so good in BVS. Like, and Zack Snyder's still on for... for yeah, he's still directing, one, right? yeah, he's still directing part one, at least. I don't know about part two anymore. Part he, two, part two, but Africa will get the, will get the helm. I, I, I doubt it. I don't, I don't know. I think he can stay on as exec producer, and he'll be like, no, no, yes, yes, cool, no, dumb idea, do I'm this. I'm going to take this rewrite and put it in. Yeah. And I hope he overlooking the editing process, because... That's part of the job of the executive producer. Well, part of the job I think they should have. They should they should be in a part of every single process. The writing process, um, principal photography, post-production. Like, they should be a part of that in some facet. And I really think Ben taking his job, he's going to be more hands-on. And he's going to make sure that these Justice League movies are better, dude. Like... They're doing so much to build this universe right out the gate that they ain't even thinking about the individual characters, the individual stories. And BVS surely suffered for it, like clearly. It's not a bad movie, but it's not a really good movie either. And I'm really hoping that Ben taking this executive producer role in Justice League will take it to the next level. What do you think? My question is... Well, two questions. One, how many producers were actually involved in BVS? And two, with adding on Ben Affleck as another producer in a sense, but he is the topics producer. Is it going to be an issue of too many cooks? I mean, dude, it's already an issue of too many cooks. Like, that's why 
BVS suffer in the editing room the way they did. The studio executives are in the editing room. We need to. T we need this scene about Aquaman. We need this. You need to set up the Justice League now. We need to do this. We need to do this. And that's why it come to too many cooks. Ben Affleck being executive producer, he should be the one, as along with what we're going to talk about next, with Jeff Johns and John Borg spearheading the DC Universe. This is to eliminate all of these cooks in the kitchen. Like, that's exactly the problem with Green Lantern before. That's the problem with BVS now. There's too many people pointing their fucking input and there's not one person, or in this case, two people, who could only focus on what, what needs to be done with this DC Universe going forward. And Jeff Johns and John Borg, along with Ben Affleck, these three people going forward, um, I think they're the right people to be the Kevin Feige and Alan Horn of the Warner Brothers DC Universe to take these characters where they need to be. DC have such cool fucking characters, dude. If yeah, the fact the fact that, I, that we, we kind of already seen that they, they've redesigned a not-so-cool character and made him look really cool. Which character like, are you talking about? Aquaman. I mean, the new 52 did that. Like, when you really think about the cool shit that Aquaman could do, why people doubted him in the first place, I will never know. Because... I... I need I need to see what's gonna happen there because pretty because you know the um what I right now what I still know of Aquaman is is the talk to Will stay in the water kind of kind of guy so he, he so it, people like me still have to take some time to restructure that mindset and how and how useful he is in the in the universe and that's why I'm really glad that Jeff Johns and John Borg taking over and overseeing this whole thing like when you really think about Aquaman as a character. Fuck the fact that he didn't speak to animals. That's an afterthought to what he could really do. Because the depth of the ocean is so vast, and he lives at the bottom of it, so when he comes out of water, he's almost on par with the strength of Wonder Woman and Superman. Think about it like that. Most of the art is water, and he controls it all. You can't fuck with him. <laughs> like... His trident is one of the only things on the planet that could actually pierce the skin of Superman. He's such a cool character. And back in the day, in Ola Comics Show, that's how he used to come off, kind of cheesy. The Super Friends cartoon, yeah, he's a guy who'd talk to whales and he'd talk to other fish and squid and shit to do, to do boring shit. But when you really think about what Aquaman powers could do, he's actually really a fucking cool character. And with the dark tone that they take in the DC Universe, I'm just really excited to see how well they do it and the things they, you know, the things they do in the future. So in talking about Jeff Johns and John Borg taking over, taking the Kevin Feige role for the DC Universe, like, what do you want to see for the entire DCEU going forward? Well, this is probably number one everybody. Some consistency. Consistency, some consistency as far as what? Uh, 
Like as far as well, like consistency and continuity, like that that whole chop chop here and there BBS thing. Let's scratch that whole premise and just we don't need six thousand and one people in a movie about one or two specific characters. Fine, you know what? Fine, BBS just set up the fact that this entire world works. I, you know what? I get that. I get that. Um, that DC had to set up their own thing, and they probably didn't want to do it like end end credit cut scenes like how Marvel does it. But the execution there could have been a lot better. See, this is how this is how I would have make BBS. The entire movie should have been about what the fucking title is. Batman versus Superman and something really cool at the end like you could you could have I would uh scrap Doomsday and have Doomsday in a solo Superman movie I would have blow my load one time dude Darkseid right at the end of the movie have Darkseid show up that's how you introduce Wonder Woman Wonder Woman shows up because Wonder Woman is linked to is linked to the gods she is the daughter of zeus so you could make it like she already had no about dark side and she decided to help um batman and superman fight dark side we already know that barry allen have his powers already all you had to do is have him run in and just hit dark side with a punch right in the face and then have him stop and line up right next to Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Then you could have a green light coming from the sky. Boom, GL, Green Lantern, right then and there. The Green Lantern Corps, they're the fucking space police. They know, you could say that Green Lantern has been monitoring Darkseid's movements for months now, and he followed Darkseid through the boom tube to Earth. And then stop right there. You have core characters right there. You have them start the fight credits. Fade to black fucking credits. Not only do you blow everybody's fucking mind. That not only did the, the fucking just sleep just show to nowhere. But the fucking movie's over. You have built hype for Justice League Part 1 and Part 2. When Justice League Part 1 comes in. This is where you introduce Cyborg. This is where you introduce Aquaman. Joining the team. Joining the fight against Darkseid. Darkseid is the kind of villain. You cannot defeat him in one movie. So you have the entire movie. Two hours. Of just the battle of the Justice League. Versus Darkseid. And then in part two. If you want to defeat Darkseid at the end. Like at the middle of the movie. And then segue into something else. Like Darkseid, yeah, he's the big bad of the Justice League, but there are other villains. I'm just saying that there's other ways they could have do BVS rather than trying to stick in like three different um comic book storylines into one movie. And then the movie isn't even about Batman versus Superman. It's about setting up the Justice League. And for marketing purposes, we named it Batman versus Superman because we know civil war were coming out and this is how we get everybody wants to see these two titans fight each other since ever this is the first time batman and superman is on screen people want to see that 
and it should have just been dumb movie and it, it wasn't and it's fucking disappointing and I can just stop ranting and you could tell me your thoughts yeah, blah 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 so mad but I mean hey all I want to see honestly would just would Justice League Part 2 would they set up for the Legion of Doom or that would be a, that would be just another another story arc after they do Green Lantern Core and Cyborg and all those see that's the thing you, you could do that like you don't you don't have to do dark side and doomsday so early like i am one of those people against introducing the justice league right out of the gate but that's the decision that they've already chosen and that's why i went with that version of bvs that i would have went with but the legion of doom is absolutely something they could have do for justice league like part two or something because that's a lot of characters in the legion of doom that you would have to introduce for for it to make sense for the casual audience members. Cause all of the the members of the um Legion of Doom, they ain't introduced them yet. So you would have to build time to do that. But to do Doomsday right out the gate, to do Dark Side right out the gate is like what do you do after Justice League Part Two? So so here's a thought. Legion of Doom standalone? Would it be a decent standalone? Would they be able to set up a decent standalone? For the Legion of Doom? No. Like, the characters they involve is, like, you have... You have Grodd. Well, these these characters are interchangeable, but you have Grodd. You have, um... Fucking Nightshade. You have, um, Lex Luthor. Vandal Savage. Um... Fuck it. What? Oh, shit. I can't remember his name. Um, the gray dude that is like Hulk. How am I not thinking of his name? Oh my god, (laughs) Grundy. Yes, you have Grundy, Tigra. Like, there's so much characters you would have to set up, and to do that in a solo film, it just honestly wouldn't work. You would have to introduce these villains individually in standalone movies for their characters, because like Tigra is a Wonder Woman villain. So it would be cool to have Tiger show up in a Wonder Woman movie. And then when they make Legions of Doom, it's like, oh shit, I remember her. She gonna be fighting Wonder Woman. Everybody will have their own counterpart. Like, um Fuck, I just drawing a blank on all of these people's names. Um Metallo. Metallo is another member of the Legion of Doom. Metallo versus Superman. Metallo is the, the metal guy with the kryptonite in his chest. If you remember him from the old cartoon, like you could do so much cool shit. There's so much. There has been 75 years of greatness in source material. There's things you could do. You do not have to blow your whole load right away. Like this is the second movie in the DCEU talking about BVS and they're just trying to do too much too soon. And it's, it's pathetic. They're just grasping at straws and it's pathetic. Uh, maybe maybe it's a personnel they got over over at um, Warner Brothers, because their setup their setup has not been good so far, and uh, that and the fact that they're setting up for let's say five movies after this, five is a five is a modest number, is a conservative number there, right? Around there, yeah. They're, they're setting up for five more. 
for, for the, the first two execution. Okay, one was good. Two is when everything went off the rails, and they have to recover. They have to recover so greatly off of off of number three and four that will make this this set even viable, or else they're gonna end up doing something like X Men. God no, <laughs> let's not do that. I don't know, man. They just. I really hope that Jeff Johns and John Borg, along with Ben, executive producing. I hope he's not just executive producing Justice League, but I hope he is for things going forward because he's a comic book fan. Like he's read the comics before he sold his house to Kevin Smith. Like he had a fucking like entrance built in. Even though it was just like a storage closet, he had like a door made as like an entrance to the Batcave. Like the dude is a nod, like the rest of us. Like he loves the comics. He loved these things and he would know a good place and a good direction and he'll be able to follow through. Like Warner Brothers need to take advantage of having this team that they have set up now. And I hope hopefully they could do great things going forward and we could not be disappointed with movies like Batman vs. Superman. But, you know, we could rant about this all day, every day. We are going to be doing a Carefuls for Spoilers spoilers review for Captain America Civil War whenever this monkey on the other end of this podcast watches it. And um, we will have that up sometime this week. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 